Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Welcome back, you guys, or maybe welcome for the first time if this podcast is new to you. I hear that a lot of you guys just Google postpartum podcast and you end up finding mine, which is, first of all, can I just thank the Google world? I mean, I guess it doesn't rank me for nothing. It's because of people's reviews and because I'm consistently showing up here for all the moms, but I am honored that that my search comes up and I'm so grateful that for whatever powers that be that brought us together today. So if this is your first time meeting me, hi, my name's Lizzie. I like to reintroduce myself occasionally because I do have a lot of people who just come through, listen to a couple episodes here or there. Um, I'm a mama. I've got three kids and life is so beautiful. I'm living in Costa Rica currently. We made the choice to live there um, because we wanted to heal a little bit more intentionally. We wanted to put more focus on our surroundings and kind of give ourselves some really good space to delve into healing as a family. So it's been amazing. Um, I've been a life coach for about three years. I've helped dozens of mamas. And when I say dozens, I say that and it sounds like a lot, but I honestly think of each individual with so much care and love. And I'm just so honored that my business has been open for three years and I've just been able to help so many moms. This is like a dream come true for me. So just a little bit of background. I um, struggled with postpartum anxiety and depressiveness for the first time. Depression and anxiety were not words I was very familiar with, to be honest. I was a happy-go-lucky. I was the kind of person that was so happy on a random Wednesday morning in your local high school English class that people would be like, are you doing drugs? Do you do drugs? Like all my, like not all my friends, but you know, like acquaintances, fellow class members, they'd be like, Lizzie, like, what did you eat for breakfast? I remember getting that question a lot. So that was me in high school, college, got married, had babies. And after that second and third baby, I just got super depressive and anxious. And little did I know the journey that awaited me of my own healing, finding life coaching, but then developing my own spin on life coaching that is specific to anxiety and depression postpartum and really developing my own philosophy that I teach women that depression and anxiety are symptoms that have the same root cause, which is stored emotions and something we're going to be talking about today, which is believing lies. When we believe things that are not true, our bodies respond. Mistruths create havoc and unrest in the mind and in the body and sometimes both. And so today I want to talk about three lies that postpartum depression will try to tell you. And I've come up with these three lies because of the work that I've done through my own journey of healing through depression and anxiety, but also these come up regularly in my membership. So if you don't know, as a life coach, I have a pro- a coaching program. I have basically a container where you can get closer to me. I have an online course that specifically addresses anxiety and depression in the way that I teach it. I basically download to you through audio and or video format, depending on what you want, 
um, all my philosophy that has helped me heal, my clients heal. And then you come get coaching on that to um, fine tune it, to make sure you're applying it into getting results, right? So that's the postpartum coach membership. You can just check it out at lizzielangston.com forward slash membership. And in there, when people, when women come and get coaching, there's a lot of lies that are thought to be truths. And this is basically the definition of coaching. So in coaching, I'm just showing you what your brain's telling you. And I'm not necessarily saying that every thought you have is a lie, but we're the one, I'm, I'm just here as your coach to empower you. You are the one that gets to decide whether something is true or not. The tricky part though about being a human and having a brain is that sometimes we actually end up living in mistruths and suffering therefore because our body doesn't do well when we're believing things that are universally untrue. Um, and we don't even realize that it's optional and we don't know how to get ourselves out of it. So the, the point of today's episode is that these three very common lies that postpartum depression and anxiety will try to tell you, um, my point in sharing them is to hopefully try and bring you out of them a little bit, or at least make you a little more skeptical than you have been. And that will create some space for you to get some ground in your healing, to get some momentum in your healing. I'm all about momentum in people's healing. <laughs> I actually, speaking of momentum in your healing, this is a quick little side note and then I'll dive in. I have a boot camp coming up. So I'm doing a three-day training that I'm calling it a boot camp because it's not just like, here, let me calmly teach you and deliver you know, these amazing tools on how to save yourself and help yourself out of depression and anxiety postpartum, like that would be good enough. But this is actually going to be more, um, about building momentum, building energy, and more than anything, building confidence. We're going to tear down the lies that you've been fed, that we've all been fed in the medical system. And in just, you know, like the, the, the moms and the moms at play dates and the mothers-in-laws and the best friends, the things that we all kind of have wrong about postpartum mental health, even though we have good intentions, we're going to break down those mistruths. And then we're going to get really busy into, and when I say busy, I just mean like, we're going to cut, cut straight to the clear stuff that helps you. So when that's ready, I will announce it here on the podcast. If you are not already on my email list, jump on my email list. There's always a link in the show notes to get on my email list, or there should be, if there's not, you know, just email me Lizzie at lizzielangston.com. Um, but get on my list because you don't want to miss this three day boot camp. It is a paid event. It's going to be drop dead, gorgeously amazing and full of so much that will help you. There's going to be a workbook you can download more to come on that later. All right, let's go ahead and dive in to the three lies that depression is going to try to tell you, because believe me, it will. It will if it hasn't already. So the first lie, and I really want you to remember when you hear this, that it is a lie, is you are not enough. You're not patient enough. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. And the result of this lie is that it drags you down into this depression and it puts chains on you that you really can't lift until you don't believe this lie anymore. But we have grown accustomed to thinking this isn't a lie. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you think it's true? 
Do you believe that you're not enough? And do you have a whole book written in your mind on why you're not enough? Could you sit here and tell me for a full hour all the things you do that are not enough? If so, this lie has gotten a hold of you. And I'm sorry because it creates so much pain and suffering in our motherhood, in our family line, right? Think about how you parent when you are believing you're not enough. It's pretty crappy. This is a this is a self-perpetuating lie. It's not just a lie. This is one that will tear you down like a predator. This is a predatory lie that works against ourselves and our brain has no idea that it's that it's doing that to us. So the thing you need to know about the brain is that the brain prefers familiarity over anything else. It prefers a, a thought that's familiar over a thought that's going to help you heal. It sucks. It's unfortunate, right? Because it would be nice if our brain had an overdrive feature. Now, coaching is the overdrive feature. Coaching can help you take things out of your brain, look at them in a different perspective. And this podcast has somewhat of that same effect, but not quite as strong, right? So we do get some leverage over it sometimes, but often we sit in these lies for so long, they suck us dry and they drain our motherhood. They drain our energy. So yeah, this is a lie. You are not enough is a lie. And I'm going to tell you why. I also kind of believe it's a sin, not that you need to repent of it or whatever, but this separates us from God in the sense that it separates us from our God, from ourselves. It separates us from our temple, which is our body. Um, it, it is basically the most self-denying and self-pushing awaying, self-rejecting lie that you could ever think. This goes against universal truth, right? So that's usually the indicator that something's a lie is if it goes against something that's true. And I believe that you are not enough is something that goes against the universal truth that um, there's always, you cannot, there's nothing you could ever do to take away the love that the universe has for you and the value you have as a human being. You could murder, you could steal, you could commit adultery. You could literally do anything wrong. You could spread rumors about someone. You could ruin someone's career. You could hit your child. You could hurt yourself. You could commit suicide. And the love of the universe will never leave you. You can't make it go away and you can't make it grow. You can't earn more of it. It's just always there. It's ever present. And a misunderstanding of this is what leads us to believe that we're better than others or that we're worse than others, which is where this you are not enough falls into the category of. Okay. So the love and the worth and the value that you hold in the universe can never go away. It can, it can never grow or shrink. It's just always there. I think the hardest part about recovering from depression postpartum is getting our brain off of thinking that it's our hormones or that it's our sleep patterns or it's our baby or it's our inherited depression from our mom or anything like that and redirecting the brain to come here to this evil, uh, insidious root source of all pain and suffering and bad behavior choices and depression, and which is this self-worth thing, this lie of you are not enough. The truth is you are enough and there's nothing you can do about it. Sit with that for a minute. You are enough. You always have been. It was never true that you weren't enough. Even when you slapped your kid, even when you yelled, whatever it is you did, you were always enough and there's nothing you can do about it. 
There's no amount of self-deprecation. There's no amount of saying sorry and repentance. There's no amount of trying harder. They'll make it better. It doesn't need to be made better. You are enough. Come as you are. Okay? Now, whether or not you can hold on to that truth that you are enough and believe it and live with it and let it rule your life and fill you with redemption and purpose and and sanctify and and plump up your motherhood the way that you want it to be, that's going to take work and that's up to you to chase that. That's up to you to create that. That's up to you to imbue yourself with that thought and to embody it and to find a way to believe it. I love to help women do that. That's a huge part of my coaching program. That is one of my main mantras as a coach is that you are enough. And I imbue that into people because I know that I'm enough. I believe that I'm enough so strongly. I believe my body's enough. I believe my motherhood's enough. I believe my business is enough. I believe the way I eat is enough. I believe the way I dance is enough. And so this is something I really bring to people. Um, but there's no hiding from it. You cannot hide from it. You cannot, you can tell yourself you're, you're not enough and you can get depressed, but it still doesn't change the fact that you're enough and that getting out of depression, this is a huge part of it is understanding your worth and feeling it. So that's the first lie. How are you feeling about that? Isn't this interesting? Isn't it crazy how we can live in a world of a lie and we can literally suffer in that world And we do that to ourselves by believing things that aren't true. And our brain then goes and gathers tons of evidence to just compound us into this box of this lie. But we think it's true because we look around and all we can see is evidence that our brain gives us because our brain's programmed to prove itself right and to gather evidence for its own thoughts. But it's often at our expense if we're not aware Okay, that's why I'm just being bold and I'm straight up calling these thoughts lies because they don't lead to health and they don't lead to wellness. And so they are lies. Okay, the second lie I wanted to call out that the brain comes up with, again, for the purpose of keeping you in what is familiar, the suffering and and the thought patterns that are familiar, because that's just what our brain does, is you're just too broken like you're too far gone. It's kind of this despair zone. It's like you're too stubborn. You're too depressed. You're too whatever. You've tried too many times. You've been at this too long. Maybe you, your brain's like you've taken too many medications. That That's why this medication's not working and now coaching's not going to work and all these things aren't going to work. You, you know, it just like buries you in this lie and puts you way down there beneath any possibility of healing or change. And um, I feel really strongly about bringing this one up because this is a deliberate boundary that I set up with my clients very early on when I work with them. This is something you don't let your brain do. And so I wanted to offer it here on the podcast. I know once, once I almost said children, <laughs> once the children of the women of the moms, once the moms, once the moms are in my program, like I'm able to help protect them from their brain doing crap like this, pulling this shiz. <laughs> But in the meantime, I wanted to extend it here, whether I'm your actual coach and you're in my program or not, um, this this is a boundary that I don't allow my brain to ever go into. So if I was healing from cancer, for example, I would never allow my brain to be like, you're just too broken. You're never gonna heal. Like I don't talk to myself that way about my healing. When I really care about something, about achieving something or creating a certain result, I don't allow my brain to come in and tell me that I can't do it. 
Why would I stand for that? That's just not how I treat myself. It's not how I allow myself to be spoken to by anyone, especially not by myself, right? Because then it just allows others to talk to me that way. But before we learn all this healthy stuff, we we fall for this crap. <laughs> and it takes us down and down and down into these spirals of poor health choices and not getting help and not feeling like we can heal and this really scary battle with depression and anxiety postpartum. So I want to offer that this is a lie. Your brain is just too broken. It's a lie. You always can come back and be where you want to be. It's all healing is always possible. It's never not possible. It's always possible. Always. Always and forever. I will say that. I will believe it because Christ cannot be limited. Because why would we? The only thing that's limiting is our faith and our understanding of nature and science. And just because somebody dies without being healed, it still doesn't mean that healing's not possible. It just means they didn't figure it out and that's okay. And we can love them and we don't need to judge them or we don't need to be mad or hustly. It doesn't mean it's always the way it's going to go, but it's always possible. Always. That's what I like to believe. That serves me to believe that. I offer it to you, but you don't, of course, you don't have to take it if it doesn't serve you. Okay. Um, so just remember that um, doing what is familiar is what your brain's going to do. And believing is what is familiar is what your brain's going to believe, even if it's um, tearing you down and making you miserable. And I can help you with that. The last lie I wanted to share is this won't work. You know, insert healing method of choice, whether it's my coaching program or some therapist you follow online or um, antidepressants. Um, oftentimes, especially the more you really believe that something will work is, is when this one tends to come in, especially when you're right at the brink of purchasing or engaging in a healing modality that will help you. It's like, um, it's going to, your brain knows it was, it's going to take work in order to make it work, but that it can work. And so it throws this one in as sort of a lazy attempt to stay with what's familiar, to not have to burn the calories and put in the time and effort and be vulnerable, right? Um, by just saying, oh, it won't work. You know, you'll be the exception. It'll work for everyone else, but not for you. Or you won't do the work. I hear that one a lot from the brain too. When women are... Um, they're anxious and they're depressive and they find my podcast and they find my voice in the world and they're like, I think she she gets it and she can help me. And then their brain's like, this won't work. You'll be the exception. Um, and I just think it's so, so funny. It's just so ironic that um, the brain does this. So, And it scares you, right? The thought I think usually comes in as this. This is how it usually goes. Like you really like something, you think it'll work, you want to buy it. And you you might even talk to your husband about it and get the okay to, and then your brain scares you with this thought, what if I buy it and it doesn't work for me? And it's so scary, right? That thought, of course, if you're thinking that thought, you're not going to step into your healing. That's not a thought that's going to, that's an anxiety thought. That's a doomsday thought. That's just going to create more anxiety and more doomsday. But we don't realize that, right? So we believe it and we're scared and we step away. We step away from our healing. And that's how we know it's a lie, right? If if a th- if every thought you think was like a tree, you want to ask yourself, what fruit is this tree bearing? If it's bearing bad fruit, it's not true. It's a lie. It doesn't matter how sold you are on the lie, you can know that it's a lie. If it doesn't bear good fruit, it is not a lie or it's not it's not a truth. Now, when I say good fruit, I don't necessarily mean that everything you think needs to make you happy. But does it lead to clean pain 
or that can have a solution and can be processed through and worked through and you'll be stronger on the other side, that's clean pain, or does it lead to dirty pain, which basically feels miserable and there's really no winning. There's no solution. There's no way out of it, right? For example, you are not enough. That is the most condemning hellish thought that there's no way out of. And yet it makes you chase trying to be enough artificially, like in ways that are not substantive, substantive, substantial, (laughs) because there's no winning that thought. You are not enough. There's no way to win. And that's how we know that this, it grows bad fruit, right? It's not a true thought. Okay. So now we're pretty clear on these three lies, right? This won't work. You'll be the exception. Um, Your brain's just too broken. You're too far gone. And also you are not enough. And you might be wondering if you're like most of my clients, how do I change this? <laughs> you're like, yes, I see myself in these. How do you believe new things? How do you don't, how do you not believe the lie? So remember how I painted that picture for you of you're in a box and the box is filled with books full of this lie. And those are the only books you've read, right? Your brain has only offered you evidence of these lie thoughts. And so how do you break out of that box? The first thing you've got to do is number one, accept that believing lies is what has created this mess. So take ownership over the fact that what you have believed, whether you meant to, and it was wittingly or not, unwittingly or wittingly, right? Um, That you believing lies is what has made you sick in the mind. It's what has created depression and anxiety. And it's not all your fault. It's not even your fault. I don't even think we need to say, like fault implies that it shouldn't have happened this way. I like to believe that you're here struggling postpartum with mental health stuff because there's a purpose in it. There's a gift from the universe that's wrapped up into this bundle of mess. That's always the way that Jesus Christ works with us is he pulls lessons and gold and beauty out of the messes that we accidentally get ourselves into. So there's no fault, but it is important to accept that that what the pain that you're in has come from believing lies and the thoughts that you've been thinking and really living in. And you really sit with that. A lot of people want to be like, okay, I get that part. And what else do you do? But when you really sit with that, like when you really get into a place of acceptance of understanding what caused this problem, then the solution really creates itself. People are like, what's the solution? But I'm like, no, you just need to better understand the problem when it comes to um, redirecting and fixing and healing your mental health. Okay, so you start to realize that how you think matters more than any almost almost any other thing uh, in your health. The next thing you do is you start to set up boundaries in your brain. Now, like I said, I do this in my coaching program. It's lizzielangston.com forward slash membership. It's just the postpartum coach membership. Um, this is what I do with my clients. Um, but we create boundaries. We, I literally, like I'll be coaching someone and they'll say something and I'll be like, ah, ah, did you hear what you just said? And they're so used to saying and believing lies and telling them to themselves They have to learn how to not allow those things anymore, how to create boundaries. Oh, that's just completely off limits. I never say that to myself. That's just not true. Now you could be like, oh, well, you could just do that with every thought in your head. Then, then how would you make any progress? So we don't do this with everything. We set boundaries with like the most insidious things that are going to lose, basically break down your foundation for healing. 
And I go over that in my um, postpartum anxiety course that's in the membership, which also helps with depression. I go over that in the intro to healing section where I prep your brain for the healing. So it's something that is talked about more in depth in there, but yeah. Um, and then, so once you create boundaries and, 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 um, like, I don't tell myself I'm not enough. I don't tell myself that this won't work. Why would you ever tell yourself that the the solution that you want, that you believe in your heart will work? Why would you ever let yourself tell you that it won't work? That directly sabotages your healing that you're the one that suffers in that situation. And your brain thinks that that's somehow protecting you from failure, but it's only creating failure because you're not trying right? You're not buying the thing. You're not doing the thing. Um, so that the failure, that's, that's actually the failure. And so, um, I want to tell you a little bit about my coaching program for those who might be interested after hearing this podcast. If you are like, yes, I have been believing lies and I have created a mess and it's my mental health and it's starting to scare me, frankly. And it's really not okay with, you know, I'm not okay with how it's impacting my motherhood and my marriage and my health. I want you to know that there's a lot of women that feel the same way you do, that are just like ready to set up some standards for their health and wellness that are ready to invest in themselves because they're just not okay with the way that things are panning out postpartum and um, both for their own sakes and that of their family. And so in my my memberships, lizzylangston.com forward slash membership, we um, coach every week. And this is where you can take your highest self and your intentions for healing and coaching pairs them with tools at the highest of the highest relevance, right? My whole program is built for postpartum moms. And then on top of that, you have my energy, my stability, my whole history with my healing, all of my philosophy packaged in the postpartum anxiety course. And it's all there for you. I've created it for moms. It's bitten into bitten. It's bitten (laughs) into bite-sized pieces. (laughs) I already bit them. (laughs) Um, The course is in videos, of course, get it, pun, pun intended. But then there's uh, also audio stuff. And then there's a private podcast to really embellish and take the, the concepts here in this public podcast deeper and wider. Um, I get a little more personal. I share more about my own healing journey, et cetera. I will just tell you, I can, I mean, feel free to research, but there is no other program um, in the world of coaching for postpartum moms like this one. I have, like I said, about over three years of experience coaching probably over 800 hours. I remember I actually added it up one time and it was at that time, it was like around 750 and it's been like a year since then almost. And so, (laughs) and at the time I was coaching, you know, 30 hours a week. Um, so good times, good times. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that I bring to the table and obviously you can get a feel for that in this podcast. If you like the podcast, then the program will be a good fit for you. If you have any doubts or concerns, you can always just email me Lizzie at Lizzie Um, but otherwise, yeah, in the program, um, we are holistic. You'll hear me talk about energy. I literally, I can connect with people's bodies and I'll feel their energy. So for example, today, somebody had a cold happening it had been going on for a couple of weeks and we both knew it was something energetically that was stuck and I could feel exactly where it was sitting in her body. And I was able to walk her through, um, some childhood stuff that she hadn't quite picked up on. And she was able to draw her own connections. I didn't walk her through it. I just identified that's where this started. And she was like, yes. And then she got to work and I let her go and she kind of did her own thing. And cause she knows she has my course there to kind of help her along. So that's how it is. The coaching and the course work back and forth like this beautiful 
healing modality. And, um, and then I'm there live to help coach. Like I said, um, I have the most cutting edge cognitive tools, the most prestigious life coach school that is putting therapy out of business. I am here keeping you on top of your brain and, and, um, and making and helping you look at what's keeping it stuck. Um, and then also in my program, we're in our body a lot. So I'm constantly bringing women back into their bodies, addressing the resistance of getting back into your body. And that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Actually, I'm pretty sure I have done episodes on that. (laughs) I'm sure there are more to come. Um, so all of that and more, I don't want to overwhelm you. I just want you to know that everything you need is in the membership. So if you like this podcast, definitely check out the membership, lizzylangston.com forward slash membership. For those who are interested, we're going to be doing the boot camp here coming up in a few weeks. I can't wait to do that. I will go ahead and announce that in email. I'll announce it on the podcast. So make sure you're on my list. You can do that in the show notes and I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Take care. Hi, my darling friend, Lizzie here. If you love the content here on my podcast, then you need to check out the postpartum coach membership. My membership is where you can bridge the gap between listening and understanding healing postpartum on a logical level and then applying it and feeling change. That's what we do in the membership. The most valuable tool that I have for you in my membership by far is the postpartum anxiety course. It's my course where I walk you through my three-part postpartum healing process. You can watch or listen to the course. I made it for moms, digestible and to the point. Then you've got a private podcast, a members-only Facebook community, as well as the trifecta of postpartum healing, weekly coaching, meditation, and yoga. You do not want to miss my membership if you are postpartum and are serious about healing. So go to lizzylangston.com forward slash membership today and step into your healing. That's lizzylangston.com forward slash membership. I'll see you inside, my love.